sort of, he's the reason why you have a camera in your phone. So <laughs> yeah, he was working for Nokia and he was like, dude, you guys are making phones. One, one day people are gonna want cameras. And that took like 10 years for him to be right, but he was. Welcome to the podcast, conversations with startup founders, mentors, and other folks associated with Pi, the Portland Incubator Experiment. I'm Rick Tarosi, co-founder and general manager of Pi, and I'll be your host. Let's get into another slice. Um, so after that, uh, I got I got into learning how to make interfaces. And we did a couple of really interesting startup things back when Y Combinator was around. Yep. And um, I mean, I'm sure it still is, and I'm sorry if it is, and I just made it that way. But Today we have the pleasure of having a meandering conversation with Leah Noble Davidson, covering everything from mobile phones to poetry to how it all really comes down to timing. So, um, you know, so over time I, I ended up um, learning about this guy, Jan Chiptase, and it turns out he was a design researcher. And there was an article in Fast Company, and it said, there's a guy that travels around the world and asks people to dump out their bags. And then why, what do you have in your bag? And, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's totally my dream job. I love talking to people and asking them about stuff. And he has a company now called Studio Radio Durin. He's the reason why you have a camera in your phone. So, yeah. He was working for Nokia and he was like, dude, you guys are making phones. One, one day people are going to want cameras. And that took like 10 years for him to be right. But he was. Uh, so I got a design research degree, started working with a bunch of tech communities. And even though it was fun to work on these really big projects, mm -hmm. I am a very scrappy person. And so <laughs> I felt like I ended up working better with other scrappier teams, you know, um, where you don't have as much of the the, the paperwork in between things, but you have a real need to be like, how do we stretch something that doesn't go far enough? Mm -hmm. You know, what do we do if we don't have a budget? How do we get a hold of people? And that sort of like community thing really, like it warms my heart and I love it. It's just really fun to see directly the people that you're helping and to be able to, to help them get somewhere and to really feel like you're being useful and not just filling off a box. Yeah. Um, so I just fell in love with the startup community. And um, it's taken me a little while to figure out how to continue to stay afloat, making a living as a consultant for, um, mm -hmm. for startups. But I've been lucky enough to work with Jive and Puppet Labs and Torch mm -hmm. and um, lots of other smaller ones that I don't list off as much, but um, just a bunch of really amazing, super geniuses. And you're like, I'll just go talk to people and come back. How have you been holding up? Leah, like, I mean, during this situation in particular, I was, I was lucky enough before February started to have a variety of different projects and we were doing just fine. Um, and then COVID kind of slowly sort of chopped everybody that I was helping off at the ankles. And since I helped them, then, uh, all of our projects sort of stopped. Um, one of the cool things about that, which is part of why I, I offered, see this whole thing, I was supposed to be asking you questions. Um, <laughs> you can ask me questions later. I'm gonna ask you questions now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so this, I had, been, I had been toying with, what if I started like a tech startup and wasn't just being an entrepreneur that was helping people um, because I love talking to people so much. Um, mm -hmm. 
I was like, what if I made an app where geeks could talk to each other? Um, and <laughs> because we've got such specialized language and people seem to feel a lot more connected. Um, the, the younger we get, the, those generations feel a lot more connected to people they see online than the people they mm. know. Face. Yep. Yep. But because I was busy and I was helping these other communities, it was always on the back, back burner. Uh, since all of my stuff um, was on pause, luckily it's on pause, um, it gave me time to start learning more about the building of this thing. Hmm. And um, right as soon as that started to get a little bit of traction and I was experimenting on all of my friends and family uh, to use this crazy app thing that I made, um, I ended up being in the MIT COVID-19 challenge, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And came up with an idea. Talk, talk a little bit about that for people who aren't familiar with that, that challenge. Sure. So MIT um, had uh, an event where they, at first it was invite only, and they had all these people um, come together, but they got way too many people, so they had to narrow it. Mm. It was, it was solely for the purpose of getting a bunch of nerdy people together to try to solve some of the top problems that they're seeing as a result of COVID-19. So they brought in all these experts and all these people that are being affected by COVID-19, like specifically like really big people, because if you're MIT, you can do that, right? right. Um, <laughs> so, so I joined it because like, seriously, I didn't, I don't have a job anymore and I just get to do fun things and donate my mm -hmm. time right now. And I was like, this is a wonderful reason to keep me from drinking all weekend. <laughs> I was like, I don't know that I'll be able to help anybody, but at least I'll get to work on something and meet some cool people. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then I ended up getting together with a whole bunch of people that I didn't know a whole bunch, meaning four, but four, four people that I didn't know from around the world. And we worked on this thing and we were one of the winners, which is nuts, right? Yeah. So then, right. So then, so then MIT was like, okay, so we'll give you resources. And we got to talk to the AWS team last weekend, like a nice. bunch of people, and they started handing us resources. And so we're working on it. Um, and then in May, we get to pitch again, which is really cool, which was totally opposite world of what I was expecting, right? little context for this question. I started my career as a literary agent and um, you have a published book of poetry. Two. two. Two published books of poetry. And so getting published, A, is incredibly difficult. Getting poetry published is <laughs> exceedingly difficult. And so that's a very entrepreneurial experience. Maybe share could you share a little bit about like what that journey was like for you and how that kind of informs like this kind of entrepreneurial drive you have now that's a really interesting question um yeah well okay so in 99 percent of the things that i do i never end up doing what i think i'm going to be doing the mit thing case in point right, right. so uh same thing with poetry. I hear so many amazing, super talented poets um, talk about all the times they sent out letters and all of the rejections that they have to deal with. That wasn't my story. I was um, way more interested in helping people write poetry, kind of like with the Because Human stuff, right? Yep. Um, way more interested in that than I was in getting my own po poetry published. So I was the Portland community coordinator for 
um, for, for poetry and I brought spoken word poetry into public schools. And then I had um, traveling poets come in and we had a weekly workshop where like 12 to 20 people would show up. And after a couple of years of running this writing workshop, they were like, well, now we've got work and we wanna know how to get it published, right? So I was like, okay, so I called publisher. Um, that's really cool, University of Hell in Portland. They totally like, you know, scrappy poets. And so I'm like, hey, Craig, could you come in and talk to everybody about how to get stuff published? And he's like, absolutely. I'll bring some of my other editors. This will be great. So he shows up and much like the internet today, like people didn't show up right away, right? So sure. yeah. I'm sitting there for like 10 minutes and I'm like, I am so sorry. There's like <laughs> people here. And I was like, I feel so awful. And, and he's like, no, 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 it's totally fine. Hey, do you have, do you have any poetry? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I, th I, I think I like wrote a book, but like, yeah, sure. You know, so I, I give him some poetry and he's looking at that. And then eventually people show up. It turns out nobody thought about printing anything because they normally wrote it when they were there. <laughs> so everybody shows up. It's great. We have the workshop. It's totally mm -hmm. fine. And then um, a week later, uh, I, he he shows up and I'm like, you know, what's going on? And he said, I'd really like to publish your book. And I was like, well, what? And he was like, I loved it. I would like to publish the book. And I think that it would do well. And I was like, what do I need to do? Like, this is weird. <laughs> this is crazy. And I ended up having to be convinced by all my friends that it was something that I needed to pursue fully because I was already working as a strategist and they were like, you got to go on tour. And I was like, I can't go on tour. I have a job job. And then I got handed. I think that's the, the thing. So when you're going to draw the par parallels, I think um, mm -hmm. being a part of the community is really important. I think that's something that you show as a mentor all the time. And then also um, putting people around you that will force you to respect the work that you do. Is something mm. I know that I need. Yeah. I don't know if everybody needs that, but I constantly need somebody to tell me I'm full of shit. And they're yeah. like, no, Leah, you can do this. Yep. Because I'm always like, oh, no, no. Yeah. Well, and there's so much imposter syndrome in any creative industry. Like, I always think of startups as a creative pursuit, right? And people are full of self doubt. And at the same time, the friction is that they have to pretend they're not and that they they think they're the right person to do this and yet internally they're constantly arguing with themselves about like i don't deserve this am i the right person to do this so it's it, like it's it's very interesting coming from my background in literature into tech which i believe engineering is a creative pursuit i believe building businesses is a creative pursuit but everybody wrestles with that kind of internal voice and i think the thing that's interesting about your story is it really reflects to your point being part of the community and being kind of those connected in a way that's valuable but also that it's so much of it just comes down to timing like that's yeah. really that's really all it's about oh and then yeah. the other part the part that like i really i should plug like even if there's anybody out there that's the poetry community is fantastic. And honestly, just because I had had for two years, I'd had traveling poets come through and I just personally loved doing it. So I loved having mm -hmm. them at my house and showing them around and making them dinner and all sorts of stuff. Um, when I finally decided, okay, I'll go on tour. 
I thought I was going to do like a one day, you know, like one week tour, maybe, you know, mm -hmm. and I posted online and unbeknownst to me, all of those people that I had had at my house were like, now you have a show in the city. So in 72 <laughs> hours, in 72 hours, I put, I booked 80 shows. And That's crazy. I, I was so overwhelmed because it wasn't me. And it wasn't even necessarily like any of the work that I did, right? It was, mm -hmm. it was just doing what you love and like it comes. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. yeah. Totally does. And I think that's, I mean, I think that's a message people need to hear right now, right? Like, right. I mean, so many of us are um, struggling with this balance of like, productivity versus like trying to figure out other ways to to stay engaged while we're while we're isolated and kind of self-quarantined so i mean i think encouraging people to kind of pursue that creative stuff and lean into it is is a message people need to hear right now yeah. for sure yeah and that's another episode of the podcast please consider subscribing on your favorite podcast network and we'd love to see your ratings and reviews for more of this conversation, visit piepdx.com slash YouTube.